This is the Doom Tomb Podcast, the podcast for all things within the heavy underground. We are going to go to the east coast of the United States today, but before we do, do not forget that Planet Mammoth merchandise and Doom Tomb Podcast merchandise are available online. We got a big cartel page. The link is in the show notes. And now, let's get on to the show. Hey, it's Brian from Smoke Mountain, and you're listening to The Doom Tomb. Well, excuse me for having enormous flaws that I don't work on. Today, we're going to go to South Jersey or Philly area for the band Troll Teeth. Now, this is very interesting. I got this through email, and these guys have been really prolific. They've been doing this for a bunch of years, but... There's been some stuff uh, last year, and now this year we've got the ZP, and we have one of the gentlemen from Troll Teeth. Sir, could you please tell me your name and what you play in the band? I am Mo, and I sort of fill the Roger Waters role of bass, acoustic guitar, vocals, lyrics, um, uh. all the fun, all the fun stuff. Will there ever be a Pink Floyd cover for this band? We are too stupid to do covers. It's much easier for us to just write a new song. <laughs> well, welcome to the podcast, brother. Um, so let's get started with just a few things before we get into the music. So you're in South Jersey, Philly, correct? Around that area? Yeah. Yeah. So can you just uh, like tell me a few places like so we got these bands torn and I know everybody likes to hear like where do we go like where do we go for you know like a crunchy area that's going to be a little bit dank but you know it's always going to be a good show. So we literally just had our first show since January of 2020 at this place called Silk City which it has like an identity crisis because it's like a beer garden bar and a diner all in one like it's three separate buildings that are like duct taped together oh my god um so uh like if you're on tour or whatever if you're doing a show there um you'll get a 25 percent discount on the food at the diner hey. and you'll also get it you also get a drink ticket um and it's like a pretty it's a pretty nice part of philly because it's like right over the bridge and there's like a parking lot nearby so fans will uh more likely want to go there rather than other places because the parking is going to be okay all right now so we're talking silk city and we're talking they got some food and stuff <clears throat> and i'm gonna say some other areas around like so uh, a band needs a place to eat uh maybe something open late what do you suggest in that area in philly uh, i mean in south jersey in general i would recommend wawa um or sheets right. depend depending upon uh your allegiance but uh we're we're i don't know i guess we're just preconditioned to just like gas station food uh oh, wasn't I'm the at. best those those triangle sandwiches i can't they can't be beat man yeah uh while uh you, you can't really beat like you know 2 a.m just getting a nice little sandwich or or iced coffee year-round Nothing beats it, man. So well, uh, let, here we go. We got to talk about this. We got to talk about some of the music. And the, the the following music that I wanted to talk about, this is all available through Electric Talent Records. I feel like I'm missing one. So um, I have Unwanted and Worthless that was uh, kind of remade. Like, if you like, um, 
in, in doing some research, it was like it finally came to fruition. It wasn't recorded for a time. And there are some killer tracks on there, like Nightmare, Running. Oh, my God. Uh, just Leaving Hell, uh, really good stuff. Then we got Boiled Alive, bangers like Secondhand Stories, Christian Killer, Boiled Alive. Uh, then there's Goes Nowhere, Does Nothing. And uh, we got the split with uh, the Wax Mechanics. Um, you know, and, and it, that the, the tracks Pig and Barbs, it feels like that that next wave to me of that uh spacey kind of fuzz psych sound and then we got this new one underground or the underground volume one now which one am i missing um i think you didn't mention hang drawn and quartered that's the there you go and i you know and i said it before we started god damn it all right so <laughs> let's get started let's talk about this uh the underground volume one we're gonna kick off with this first track, am I saying this correctly? Cher Ami? Cher Ami, yes. It uh, is dear, French. Yes, dear friend, we need you. It is uh, a song about um, sort of like when the World War One was coming to an end. Um, there was this incident, uh, the Lost Battalion, um, where they got sort of trapped behind German lines because the guys on the left and the guys on the left, uh, or the guys on the left and the guys on the right, bailed. So they sort of just got cut off. Right. And at one point, they were getting uh, artillery shelled by their own units. And they were trying to send out these carrier pigeons, and only one got through. Share on me, and um, you know it, it had like a little message or whatever, like you know, for God's sake, stop firing! You're killing us. Um, and like when the bird got there, it was like missing a leg. There was like bullet holes through their wings, so it's very miraculous how it got there. And I think it is still on display in Monmouth, uh, New Jersey, okay. at whatever whatever medical museum in Monmouth, New Jersey. Now, in looking at the lyrics, it all makes sense. Um, I wasn't sure exactly where it was and, and where I was in this song. Uh, I, I love it as a starting track and, and the lyrics just come together. You know, I've, I've seen a few other people talk about some of the material that Troll Teeth has done. And a lot of people just, they keep going back to the same thing is like, the lyrical content is so good. And it's what really brought me into this band. And then I fell in love with the musicianship uh, in, in accordance with that. So ha have you felt that a lot? Have you heard of that a lot? Like maybe uh, at some local shows or something? I mean, in local shows, nobody can really ever hear the lyrics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when we release, I mean, especially with Goes to Them Where It Does Nothing, because so many people like commented on the youtube video or like emailed us or just i mean there's so many reviews of it and like the the main concept for goes nowhere does nothing was like well what if you know because me and pete are both star trek fans 
Right. And so someone made a joke about like uh, Shatner's hairpiece and Trump having like you know like it, just a jumping off point, and then we were like, what if Trump was a Starfleet captain? So then that just turned into like a whole album. And like a lot of a lot of people were like, oh, this is about like being in an abusive relationship. Like you're in the same cycle, and like there's just like I try not to be over the top descriptive, um, and like leave enough vagueness to where people can interpret it. Sure. In in a couple different ways, but um, I I mean, yeah, a lot of people notice like oh we're kind of thoughtful with how we we do the lyrics indeed you are i mean uh, the the content that i see is 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 really just it makes it gives you some time and you know each person can take it in the direction that they want and i think we're going to go to the second track right now and that is expired Uh, to me, a little bit eerie, a little bit darker. Uh, I know somebody's not having a good day. That's what I know. And um, yes, <laughs> no. This this is the song that we sort of noticed. Like this, everybody likes this song. It's definitely the one that everybody on this EP is like. This is this is the best one. And in our group chat as a band, we kind of find it funny because Kyle, our drummer, wrote all of the lyrics and I sort of like moved things around here and there but it's right. about his dad dying of cancer like he had a brain tumor and um, like I, I don't know there's a kinship between the two of us because my aunt died of pancreatic cancer his dad died of uh, a brain tumor right. and um, I was like well I want everybody to sort of have their own song on these EPs that we're doing and I was like, you and Ben can sort of figure something out. And Ben did the music to whatever lyrics Kyle was sending him. And we kind of just duct taped it all together. Um, and it's just this <laughs> very heavy, dark song about Indeed. his dad dying of cancer. Like, so what I'm getting out of it, uh, out, of the, out, of the, out of the lyrics, etc., it's almost like, like he's just coming to terms with the fact that there will be a loss. It's going to happen. It's inevitable. And I have to deal with it. Yeah, his, his dad, uh, like I remember, I mean, this is a few years ago, this had to be, I'm, I'm bad with time, maybe 2018, 2019, something like that. And like, he let us know, like, hey, my dad's on hospice. And it wasn't that long after that, that his dad died. But um, I mean, I can't imagine, you know, having to sit there and, I mean, I saw it with my aunt, but like, you know, a much more intimate setting because um, I think his, his dad was at home um, I would have to double check with Kyle but like it's a very um, <laughs> it's just sucks to see someone sort of waste away like that yeah uh, absolutely it is we've we've you know it's been 
uh, without mentioning the name, it's been like three years now that we've been going through a lot of this garbage. Uh, whatever you want to say is going on in, in the world, there's, there's been a lot of change. And seeing a lot of people have a lot of complications and a lot of long-term issues from everything that has happened. And it's it's a little, it brings the hope down a little bit, you know? Yeah, I mean, it affects how you, you view the world and, and others around you. Um, but we, I mean, our lyrics don't really paint it, but we are fairly optimistic people. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, band. man, I've, I've been on your social media. I see it. I Look, if there is a band that is meme heavy, like, boom, you you nailed it, man. There is so, you, it's, it's like meme kings and meme kings, hands yeah. down, going back years. But I think, let's see, we're going to move a little bit because we have this this shorter uh, song coming up called Broken Toy. And it's, to me, it was, it was, it was you know, it's not like acoustic, but it, it's stripped down a little bit from, from some of the other tracks. And I really like the concept of it. Uh, just the idea of the quote-unquote, the broken toy, the wordplay of it. Again, going back to the lyrics. Apparently, I like the lyrics a lot more than I think I do sometimes. And, and it really draws me in. And uh, I guess the question is, what can you tell me about Broken Toy? Um, I mean, I mean, I, I'm 31 years old. I've seen enough, I guess. I, I'm still relatively young, but you get to a point where you kind of figure yourself out and others out. And um, a lot of people treat others a bit like toys. And yep. um, I don't know. Everybody has their breaking point, and when you push somebody to the edge and then they sort of break the person who does the breaking um kind of has a little bit of victimhood uh that you know where they're like oh you know like why are you doing this to me but they're the the uh i guess the is the antagonist is the literary term that they're they're this person that sort of put the series of events into a. I believe so like yeah like they're they're the ones that sort of caused all the problems that did the breaking, but then they're going to sort of thrust it upon themselves like, oh, no, I'm the real victim. Yeah, um, I, I'm sure there's some kind of psychological term for it that I don't know. But yes, I see it a lot. And it's it, there's that, that does happen. But that's, you know, in essence, like you said, you're 31, man. I, geez, I got you beat by a country mile here. Or several country miles, maybe a country marathon uh, worth of, of miles, or a triathlon, something like that. Anyway, um, yeah, you, you you start to see that kind of stuff, and and when you're when you're going through something, sometimes you can't see it. Other people could see it. I've had relationships that when when it finally ended, um, you know, everybody else was cheering, like. How did you not see this? That what you were going through? And I'm like, I I just I don't know. I I, I didn't. And you're so wrapped up. And sometimes it takes an outside influence. And, you know, sometimes with a relationship, it's equal. And sometimes, you know, some people take advantage more than others, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I try to be as self-aware as possible. And um, like work relationships, you kind of have to tackle one way. Interpersonal, outside of work, you have to tackle another way. Romantic, you have to kind of tackle one way. Um, my, my bandmates, I had to kind of work those relationships one way. Um, so like, I don't know, different relationships require different, you know, 
you know, different uh, gloves that you have to put on in the boxing ring, I guess. Oh, absolutely um, you do. Because if not, you're going to be one of those people that's like, I don't care. I say what I want. I do what I want. And tough shit. You know, somebody could just deal with it. I'm like, there's different ways to handle things, man. And you'll, you know, I know it's 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 trite, but it's like, you know, a lot more bees, you know, with honey than vinegar, you know? Yeah. Um, especially uh, as a special ed teacher, like having to deal with, uh, because I work with behavioral autistic kids and uh, all my kids except for one are in group homes. So we have to talk to the group homes and the, like, you can't just like call the group home and be like, listen up chip bag <laughs> like you have to kind of <laughs> you kind of have to be nice to them uh but in a very polite way saying like you, you know you got to take better care of these kids sometimes so basically what you're telling me is you have a heart of gold because i i don't envy what you do at all i don't but oh, i love it I, I have i have a blast every day i genuinely <laughs> like it is like the perfect job for my personality <laughs> Do you, are, are, are like if you were to give a percentage, a uh, percentage verbal, nonverbal, or like, um, I mean, half my room is verbal, but they're not like conversational. Like the one, like the one kid is like, if you tried to ask him yes, no questions, he doesn't understand the concept. So you could be like, are you thirsty? And he would say no while grabbing a cup trying to drink. Really? Really? Yeah. Uh, what, and, and, <clears throat> pardon me, but I don't get a lot of people that, 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 that work in this field that I get to talk to like face to face. Um, <clears throat> so I guess, I, I guess my question is like, is it like the movies? Like, are there certain, like, like, and, and I'm, I'm saying this because like, are there certain people that they really have that, like that high function where they can spout off different things, but then like, they don't know like the difference between a yes and a no. Yeah. So our school's fairly small. Um, we have 10 classrooms, maybe, um, like somewhere between 60 and 80 kids total in the building. Um, the, like, like the one kid, uh, I used to have, I don't have him anymore. Um, he just knows friends facts. So like, if you're talking to him, he'll be like, "Oh, that's just like episode whatever." Da, da, da. Like Rachel was wearing, and it's like, oh he'll my just god, go the off real, and like the show. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was so, like his friends, but okay, so he no, like the show Friends. That's his favorite show. So like, he just knows everything about the show, right? Um, like and all, like all, like one of the things with Alton is is like you like routine, you like yeah things that you're familiar with. Sure. So they try to they tend to stick to those things right and like his thing is just the show friends and he just knows a lot of stuff about the show does he give like um like anecdotes like oh this is the th this reminds me of the time that monica did such and such kind of um because again he doesn't understand like certain social cues he doesn't right. get some of the jokes or things from the show but he'll He'll make a lot of observations and stuff about friends. Okay. Okay. And uh, before we continue, like as far as autism itself, like what can you tell people, the people that are listening, like so that it's, it's more understood? Um, I think the biggest thing I could say is 
a lot of the mental health issues that we deal with in the US, we do not do any of that stuff correctly. Like there was a, uh, it, they, he wasn't at our school, but there was an autistic middle schooler that like got lost on his way home. Right. So the town that I was living in at the time, like had like SWAT out. They had guys in like camouflage and like long rifles, like at every street corner looking for this middle school autistic kid. And that is not the way you try and get a lost autistic kid back home is by scaring the living hell out of them. Right. Um, but we do that with adults even like if someone's having any order of any sort of episode, the, the police are called, um, when it should be, uh, people who are better equipped to handle people with, you know, whatever they got going on. I got you now, maybe a, maybe a, I don't know, a strange question, but I have seen some things on, on, uh, social media or YouTube or whatever about uh, some people that are autistic, that they have um, issues with auditory, like it, it, like too much sound, too much input or something. Um, are there any people that are autistic that you might know of that they prefer it? Like they, they can't wait to see you because maybe you'll play them your music. Um, I mean, just from my experience, there's kids in my room who listen to the same two, three songs over and over again. Like the one kid, just listens to um what can i say except you're welcome from moana like all day anytime he gets the ipad that's all he listens to hmm well i i, I wonder <clears throat> i probably mentioned it before on a podcast but like there was this guy that i went to high school with uh his name is eric eric if you're listening love you brother so every day he would come into the classroom and um, he had the, like the, actually he had the best posture I've ever seen on a human being. He was always straight upright and he would come in and he'd whistle. And every day it was the same song. It was Sanford and son, you know, Quincy Jones wrote it and you know, uh, yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm seeing this every day. And eventually I said like, well, what of that? What is it? And he says, Oh, uh, I don't know. I just, um, it relaxes me. Now, that was in 10th grade, and that was, uh, oh, shit. I don't know. Uh, 30, 40, 30 years ago, maybe. I don't know. Whatever it is. I still, on the regular, like, will whistle Sanford and Son, and I gotta tell you, it relaxes me. Like, and I'll do it. I'll do it in, in between clients of mine. I'll do it sometimes before I get on the mic, like with yourself. And I mean, we all have that a little bit, I think. But um, that is an interesting one. What are the other songs that the kids are uh, singing or humming? Um, I mean, again, he's not in my classroom anymore. But there was a kid who year round would listen to Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You." Um. And he only really listened to like the first, I don't know, like 30 or 40 seconds of it. Cause he didn't really like once the full band came in, he just liked that weird intro that the song had. I got to say it is pretty bouncy. I, I try not to, uh, ingest that song too much. Uh, just cause I've, I've, I've heard it enough. (laughs) Is there a Christmas song that you do like to, uh, take part with? Um, Bad Religion had like a Christmas song album 
And I think it's Noel or no. I don't know. Do, 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 that, whatever melody that song is. I think right. it's, maybe it is. No, I don't know. That, I don't know. That one song off that Christmas album by Bad Religion right is uh, pretty dope. All right. I'll have to check that out. Thank you for that, sir. I appreciate that. And now we are going to go into Garden of Pillars. Heavier. I got a drone with this when I was feeling it. And the vocal, it, it just, it seemed very warming to me. What can you tell me about Garden of Pillars? So this is, I am, I mean, I love my bandmates. I love Ben, Kyle, Pete. They're great guys. Right. Um, but n- none of them are <laughs> really um, like at the point of where they're comfortable or, or whatever doing backing vocals. Mm-hmm. So this is me trying to do harmonies by myself. So I had um, a MIDI keyboard in front of me and I'm playing the chord that we're doing for the main song i think it was like a i don't really know theory but it was just what was popping up i think it was like f suspended two or something like that so i'm the main vocal line is the root note the f and then the vocals that you're hearing in the background are the um second and or the third and the fifth um part of the chord so there's three vocal lines in it but i had to like mute myself when I went back through so I could just sit and listen to the note in my ear that I was playing on the MIDI keyboard. So I'm trying to keep myself in, in key. Like, cause I'm, I'm so, I just want to sing it how I want to sing it. Sure. And like, I have to, okay, you're not singing that. You have to sing a little bit higher. You have to sing this note, not this note. Um, so it was, it was a pain in the ass <laughs> to do, but uh, it sounds huge. Yeah, it does. And you got a big stretch out of it. And I, I love that. It's like, you know, why not uh, challenge yourself a little bit? You know, it doesn't it doesn't always have to be the easiest thing in the world. I mean, it doesn't have to be like whatever it was with Spectre with the wall of sound and each note had a separate recording or whatever. But like expand a little bit. Try it. And I love to hear that. Honestly, honestly, Mo, I love to hear that within the genre or within any genre, really, when you just take a little bit and expand and it, you, you made it made it for a great track yeah we do a lot of experimenting <laughs> we're just like ah, fuck it let's see if it works out and and why not you know when you when you talk about this is the thing that it, i feel like over the years so many things hold on a second all right i'm sorry i had to crack my knuckles they were bothering me um you gotta they, leave they, it in we're no. we're very no we're very pro awkward so like any awkward silences please leave in the podcast oh we, shit I just I I love that okay that uh, that, that that keeps people's attention <laughs> so all right here we go Ian keep that shit in there will you brother thanks man all right we're gonna continue all right so <laughs> thank you so uh so okay so you had a release not too long ago what prompted 
you to do an EP? You just had the material, or? I mean, Ben, our original guitarist, moved back to New Jersey from West Virginia. So the timeline of everything was, um, we had just finished like a little mini tour. Um, Like we played, we played Canada, and then we came back. And uh, before we left, I had booked some studio time. And by the time we got back, um, Will was like, our original drummer was like, I'm going to do my own thing. I was like, all right, that's fine. Ben was like, I'm moving to West Virginia. And all this happened before we actually went into the studio. Right. So I'm like, ah, okay. So I had to go in um, with some guys that like we had played with or knew prior who were familiar with us. Right. Um, flash forward seven years and many, many different guitarists <laughs> and stuff. Uh, ben moves back, but you know, the guitarist that we have now, Pete, who, I mean, you can hear it starting in goes nowhere, does nothing. That's the first stuff that he recorded with us. Like right. Pete's an amazing guitarist. He knows everything about music theory. Like he's just a virtuoso, and and apparently ben, a pretty boy too. Yeah, yeah. He's he's tall. He's got you know the perfect face. Good bone uh, structure. Really, yeah. Only really uh, downside is that he's he's got red hair. Um, so like Ben is as good as Pete, but sort of just doesn't know what he's doing. Like they kind of come at things from two different angles so the eps that we have planned we're going to do two underground and then two uh that we're calling uh eight tracks so we're we're the eight track ones we're doing sort of retro style recording something uh like different mic placements and stuff that they did in the 60s and 70s um with our studio so it's going to sound a little bit sonically different than of our more popular stuff but it's just us kind of messing around figuring out life with two guitarists now there there is something about just hearing sound that has been altered or has been tried like you were saying with the different mic placements like every once in a while i'll listen to an album and i'm like you know they're drums there's something they were doing different i don't know what it was and usually it's how they were mic'd or, or something and I love hearing that, and uh, I look forward to that. And that, and that's going to be after Volume Two. No, so it's going to be Underground Volume One, which was released a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And then we're going to do we're going to do Eight Track Volume One sometime by oh. the end of this year. Um, and we're going to record Eight Track back to back because everything's set up. So we're just going to do all eight songs together, but sit on four of them for the second volume because it'll go volume one volume one volume two volume two of of the the two things that we're doing with the eps and then once we're done all that we're we're gonna come back in with um our next full-length album so when when are we gonna experience some of this are you gonna get you got something planned for this year or are we gonna wait a little bit on it yeah so the, the first eight track will come out hopefully sometime later this year and then underground volume two and then eight track volume two next year uh so maybe 20 23 so maybe late 24 early 25 maybe our next full-length album we we kind of all we do is record music yeah uh because what else are we gonna do (laughs) 
Right. And isn't that, isn't that just kind of insane that you're already talking about 25? I never thought we'd, I didn't think we'd make it this far. I don't know if we yeah. will, but you know, we're just enjoying the ride right now. And you just got to take everything one day at a time. Indeed. And yes, I, I used to watch that program. It was wonderful. Uh, Schneider and uh, Valerie Bertinelli. You can't go wrong with that. So there's always a, there's always a guiding light that, you know, sort of prevents you from getting in the general hospital. And I don't know. I don't know any other soap operas. I can't make but look any it, more if, puns. It doesn't, dude, it doesn't matter if you're young, if you're restless. It doesn't matter if you lived in Santa Barbara. It doesn't matter what hospital. I don't know a general one that you possibly go to. What you're telling me, sir, Mo, is you're telling me that these are the days of our lives. That is did, awesome. I, did I get that right? Yeah. All right, let's move forward. So I got this name of this band. I don't exactly know how to pronounce it, but I do want to talk about it. It's Bad Religion that meets Queens of the Stone Age. Slough? Sla? Slog? So it is our original band name. Uh, we used to go by, we would just say slaw, like slaw. coleslaw. Oh, but delightful. in Gaelic, in Gaelic, uh, it's a, it's supposed to be pronounced slua. Um, but I forget what year it was. Um, there was a band in West Virginia who trademarked it and like sort of sent us a cease and desist letter. Those uh, bastards. And I mean, yeah, I was not happy, but. They have like 8,000 likes or something on Facebook. So it's like, okay, I guess they're more popular than us. So they can kind of have it. They also mm. have the law on their side, you know? Indeed they do. Um, so so how, how'd you come it, up with the band name? We were just like, we got to come up with a name that's so goddamn stupid. No one else is going to want to take it. And, <laughs> and um, suddenly. <laughs> yeah, our, our drummer Kyle sort of just came up and we were just throwing out different mythical creatures and body parts and he was like troll teeth i was like all right that's that's sufficiently stupid i don't think anybody's gonna want to name their band troll teeth <laughs> um so that's kind of what we've been going by ever since and i don't know it sort of fits us i guess because it's we, working man yeah all right so i got a few other band names here and i i'm not you know, this is going back a little bit. This is from those days, the slaw days, let's say. Yeah. Now, this one, I don't exactly, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this one. Uh, Draugerstone? Is that how you pronounce Draugerstone. it? Draugerstone. Yeah. So, Chris from Draugerstone is actually the drums on our first, first album. All right. Uh, the one with the, the shitty cover. Um, he. They cover. <laughs> we, yeah, it's because I used, like, it was equivalent of like ms paint <laughs> whatever was the first you. cover um but uh he we played with Draugerstone like a bunch of times and like the joke for a while because we did so many shows together was Sloggerstone. um Ooh, nice yeah um, i like it and uh like when we went into the studio to record the first album I had no bass equipment, so I used a lot of the gear of Draugerstone for not not just, well, yeah, mainly for bass, but uh, some of their guitar equipment as well, just because I sold like all of my shitty bass equipment just to get the studio time. 
Wow, look at you. This was the struggle, man. This is, thank you for that, by the way, because, you know, sometimes, you know, some people get too cool for the room and it's like, you you just you just explained it right there. That's what it's fucking about. You, you, you put up and it came out. Like, you, you, you nailed it. And sometimes we have to have that struggle, like we were talking about earlier. Now, uh, I saw on, I, I, I checked it out on Bandcamp, To the Mountain. Uh, I like that track. And I noticed that, like, I think it was available for like a dollar or whatever. And then if I if I pitch in an extra buck, he sends me the video of that performance. Does he still do that? I have no idea. They are not a band anymore. Hmm. Um, I'd be interested. Crit, crit, yeah, Chris and his brother like live together. His brother, uh, I don't know. I haven't talked to him in a while. But the last time I did, his brother was still like doing like ice cream truck roots and stuff like they're just a very odd bunch of people like i love them to death but they're just kind of goofballs i like they're good guys but kind of a little wacky um they they just had whatever going on and they're they're just not doing shows and um like i have no idea if you bought (laughs) i don't even know if they have the email set up like i would i would not I, I almost want to. I almost want to buy it for the you know for the story. You know, that, yeah. that, that's all. No worries. Now, so we had Draugerstone. We also had this other band. They were at this place called the Boneyard when when you guys played a long time ago. Plantation. Are, you know, are they around anywhere? I think they're a different like I because I'm sort of friendly with a lot of the former members of that. I think right. it's they have a different band name um because they're like getting tired of people like oh are you guys like racist because <laughs> your name's plantation um look so hunter think, douglas i don't know do you know hunter douglas i have no idea who that is it's a it's a company that makes blinds okay and there is a style of blind called plantation shutters like i wonder that's a good that's a very good point i wonder if they changed that name too i don't I'm, know i'm I'm trying to subtly go on Instagram to see if uh, I can find the one guy's um, band okay. name. All right. So don't hold out hope because I don't know. Instagram should be weird <laughs> with how um, it sure can. You can the, like, because it like when you go to the people you know or people that you're following, like it doesn't give you the order that you follow them, so it makes it a little bit. It's like the order in which you like most interact with them or something like that. Yes. If you want, um, I'll contact them and see if I can get that change for you. Um, I mean, okay. Brian Schmidt was there, was there one guitarist? He had a, he had like two or three bands. Like one was like, I think he was just in a band called like stone divide or something like that. Um, I'm looking for, cause he like got kicked out of plantation. Um, Hmm. I'm hmm. trying to find like the I shudder I to think about it. Corey Taylor. I know his, his name. Corey Taylor uh, it, went on to form Slipknot. I mean, if that's helps you a little bit. Or maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Corey something Taylor. another. Alright. Um Corey Booker? No. I no, it's not Corey I Booker. would remember if the if a state senator yeah. No. You no, you yeah, <laughs> a senator was, was at one of our shows. <laughs> Just the fact that you're 
you're looking with this dead face, like this dead fan of like, yeah, I think I would, I think I would know if, uh, a he's a big guy. He show. played, he played, um, tight end at Stanford. I, I don't or, know, but I'll take your word for it, sir. Maybe his, I don't know. I, I can't find the people right. that I'm, I know, I know I'm friends with them on Instagram still. Right. So if you, like, if you <laughs> find it, message me, I, I just yeah. gotta know, I gotta know the rest of it. Plant. Well, the T, you know, I think, here's the thing. It's not racist because with the, the T in the middle of it is like capital. Like it, it, it forms something. So that's, yeah, it that's formed, part of it. It, formed, it formed a tree that if they were racist, you would probably have nooses hanging off of it or something. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh, you know what? Maybe it is. Ra- yeah. All right. Now, you know what? You nailed it. All right. It, it, we're not going to talk about plantation anymore. That's over. We're going to. Change the name to something. I'm 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 just an asshole. <laughs> no, I mean they should have just changed the name to like Hunter Douglas or something. I like that better. That sounds wonderful. But we had this other band. Now I'm interested about them because I actually it was a it look. I got to put the link in the show notes. It's a free download on Bandcamp. The Gloom Beam. Now there is some great lo-fi doom here, man. Trey Panning, I think, is how you pronounce the, the track fucking love it and i was listening to it on the drive to work today and just like falling in love and there was a little the the, the gloom beam also had some drone and stuff do you remember that band and I'm, I'm i know you played with them at some point yeah the the front man for that um it i mean i just call him creepy john um because he's just he's a good guy he's not like bad or whatever but he just kind of looks a little creepy yeah i got a creepy and he's been he, he just he's been in the a, a front man for a thousand different bands in south jersey and stuff and like i don't know like if he had a wikipedia page if he was famous enough to have one it would it would list like i don't know 800 different bands or something like that <laughs> um and like this is just one of his projects where i think they had like the gigantic uh stereo like PA speaker things behind them that they were playing like like weirdo um like looped tracks or whatever yeah um through like yeah it was just like how obnoxiously heavy weird stuff can we get away with before we get kicked out is i, I guess do the like main it. concept well wasn't that wasn't that what like you know like a band from years ago like when the melvins were you know kind of cutting their teeth uh, uh, you know, on the music scene, that they used to do like room clearer songs, like just to how many people are gonna like deal with this before they leave? And I mean, like, I guess that's a thing. I kind of like my fans to stay with me, but you know, that's just me. Yeah, I mean, we again, we just did a show for the first time in in three years, and we played last. And normally, the last band is. Like it, I mean, if you have touring bands, you have like the touring bands second to last. Sure. If you're if if it's all local bands, then you kind of have like the worst band play last, or the band uh, that no one really likes play last, because like that's I mean that's just usually the spot. Um, and we were <laughs> like, it was weird because again we haven't played in so long and we're we're playing these songs and like the three of us are like, ooh, this is kind of rough. We're not we're not doing as good as we think we are but then at the end of the night they're like oh you guys were the best band of the night you guys were so tight there's like no fuck ups and like we're just kind of looking at each other like uh we messed up a lot 
<laughs> we you did know, not play as good as we should have. Dude, with the show, with the amount of shows I go to, I hear it a lot, especially from the locals and some of the people that have toured and I, and I've seen them again and again, and they're like, "Yeah, I don't know, man. Threw up a few clams and uh, missed a few notes." I'm like, "Dude, from the audience perspective, it sounded fantastic." So just go with the people that say that how good it is, and I'm like, "That's all," because they're 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 gonna listen. They're gonna want to buy your shit. So yeah, why not, man? Take 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 their verbiage. And, and, and run with it because, you know, there's always going to be some haters like, uh, should have hit that, should have done this, eh, whatever. But I, I, I like the, I like the genuine, like hate comments. Like our, our, again, our EPs are sort of the EPs that we're doing now are sort of like us being like more experimental than uh, we're normally, and um, like the Mister Doom YouTube channel, like the, the first three or four comments it's like people like someone just put like the shit emoji um there's somebody who's like where's their doom this isn't doom uh i think someone said we were trying to like rip off eye of the tiger or something like that <laughs> i was right, just laughing on. all right hold on is that is it 666 doom yeah 666 mr doom or or whatever it is hold on. Um, i'm on youtube i'm on youtube right now i'm doing the same thing you were doing for instagram and uh, actually, I don't know what's going on in mine, but the top uh, top left here, it's Lily breaks silence. Lily from the AT and T commercials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, look, dude, I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. All right, let's go. Uh, so videos six 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 doom. Let's type this. I got. I got to see this. I got to see the person that wrote this shit emoji. Is it like fucking Camaro guy four twenty or something? I I don't even remember. I'll I'll go to youtube and, and try and find it too i got it i got it all right all right which uh for the latest album yeah underground all right, all right i got it hold on oh i don't know if that comes through or not does that come through to you that sound i'm not hearing anything all right good but all right who, who knows how the uh right. the podcast stuff work okay now li- all right here we go so here's what i get right i like it much the singer's voice and way of vocals appealing tunes there you go Second comment. My ass has been whooped. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Alice in Chains. Oh, somebody. Yes. Somebody said, I had a tiger. Where the fuck are they getting that from? I what don't do you, know. Because I, I don't hear like. It's where, where are their two different tempos? Oh, I see that guy. Like, eh, eh, eat a dick. What, what is this guy? Hold on a second. Let me see. Toxic felt. No wonder. Oh, look at you. And and to Doc. Oh, that's good. 88. Yeah, we know what that is. Go eat a dick, please. Nah, you know what? And I get it. You like what you like. You don't like what you like. How about you shut your fucking mouth for five seconds? How about that? I like that better. And uh, we're going to move forward here because that uh, just crabs me. Like, you're, here you are. You're doing this thing. You're creating this great stuff. Really expanding. And people are like, eh. But you know what? Every once in a while, I see bands from, like, the 70s that people just didn't get. Whatever, Captain Beefheart, Moby Grape, I don't know, uh, a uh, uh, can, uh, a cactus, whatever, a leaf hound. But I, I wind up just loving that and going back to that. So, you know, maybe like by the time it's 2045, if we make it there, everybody will be talking about the double T, the T squared, troll teeth, that is. That's what we're talking about. So, I mean, we release so much music at some point, like people are going to like, go to our back catalog and be like, holy shit, this band hasn't done the stuff they put out. 
And 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 there will be some deep voiced guy saying, you know, back in the day, Mo had a vision and he created the double T T squared. And speaking of troll, now, so the band's name is Troll Teeth. Now I'm curious because I I, I actually had to write this out because I wouldn't remember it. Uh, the word troll. Are you talking about to fish? Uh, and, and have a bait behind a, a slowly moving boat, or are you talking about this uh, this beast of sorts that doesn't really help human beings very much? Lives in a cave, little family units. Uh, which type of troll are we talking about? Mythical creature. Um, so, like so many so many doom bands had like witch in their name. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you have witch, you have witchcraft, witches heal, witches brew, like witches mountain. Like, there's just so many. It was like, all right, well, we can't do something with witch because there's a thousand different witch bands. Right. Um, can't really do goblin because, you know, you have orange goblin. There's not too many bands that had troll in their name. I, it was either troll or ogre is what we were going to settle on. Um, Ooh, so it was ogre. either. Yeah, it was either going to be troll teeth or like ogre dick or something like that. And we were just ah, like, yes. well, we can't really, we can't really go with that. So we'll go with troll teeth. Yeah, because, I mean, I've seen some people with some troll teeth. I've never seen an ogre dick before. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's impressive. I have no idea. I mean, it's an ogre, so it's large, like Shrek or something. So when, it's I think be- of, when I think of ogres, I kind of just think of, like, I, I don't think they're covered in warts, but I imagine an ogre dick is just covered in warts. But, know, like but, it's but technically, isn't it a positive? Permanently ribbed for, yeah, permanently ribbed for her pleasure. Yeah, I mean it's gonna somebody's gonna like that. It's the it's the constant friction with the bumps that get you going. Like I always thought that. You know, it's funny you say that because like you know people do the implants under the skin. Like why don't you like, do that like the, on the uh Yakuza. The Yakuza put like glass pearls or something um in, inside their genitals. <laughs> well, I would think that it would be positive and you should put it in both parts, you know, like on the top and the bottom of the shaft because you don't know where you're going to be, you know, delivering your goods, so to speak. So you just want to please everybody. That's what I'm saying. Or or maybe like yeah. maybe like every 90 degrees of the shaft, you put some some bumps. That way it doesn't matter what position, there's going to be pleasure all around. Yeah. Um I mean I don't know, I would have to sit down like with graph paper and kind of map everything out. Okay. Um, All right, fair ca- enough. Do some calculations and, and stuff before like uh do you, you need know, a, I started to mutilate myself. Do you need a protractor or something? Do you need like a scientific calculator for that? Uh probably uh now is it a compass? The the two prong like you put the I believe that's a compass. The, I think. Yeah, the, Isn't it? the pointy thing in the paper. Yeah, the pointy thing that you're always like, you know, I, as a kid, I used to just stick it in my skin and like, ooh, look at that, that's cool. <laughs> All right, so, okay, so that's the first part of the name. The second is teeth. So um, I, I don't even think I would discuss this. Like, do you have a favorite tooth? Um, well, I did, I guess. Uh, and then I got in a fight with my friend and uh, I had it knocked out of my, well, it broken in half. It wasn't knocked out. Um, but it was the day after I got my braces, so I took my retainer out, and half my tooth was in my retainer. Uh, so then I had to go to the dentist and get a needle in my nerve while they built a fake tooth around it. 
That sounds rough, man. That sounds yeah. rough. Yeah, All it right. was a shitty day. Yeah, indeed it was. Indeed it was. But you made it through. You persevered. Now was that a was that a was it a front tooth or was that more of like a side one? No, it was the front tooth. It was. Oh my! I mean, God. you can't really see it on the video. I but can't. Like it's sort of like somewhat transparent. Like you can sort of see like because it's like whatever. Like the dentist was kind of just making shit up as he was going along. He's like, "Oh, this probably won't work for very long, but it'll get you through a couple of years." Wow, and that's that was overwhelmingly positive. Yeah, it was. I was fourteen, and I'm thirty-one now. And I still have it. Um, and there, but when I was getting it done, he was like, "Yeah, you're probably going to need like a root canal, and like a, like a, like what I don't know what they call it, but like they put the metal thing in your jaw, and then they attach the tooth to it." Oh, like an implant. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I have not had to do that yet, um, just because I do take pretty good care of myself. As you floss, should, sir. As you Mouthwash and, yeah. A good floss, possibly, uh, maybe even uh, an oil pulling from time to time. Um, just floss. I have an electric toothbrush that I wasted a large amount of money on because I got yelled at the one time where I brushed too aggressively. So... Um, mm. They were like, get, get an electric toothbrush. I was like, all right, I'll get one. With with, with a high vibration, I'm sure. So if we're talking yeah. about teeth, hmm. do you have a favorite toothpaste? I usually go with Crest. Um, Crest. It doesn't really matter the flavor, um, but I don't know. They have like the complete care, and I, I feel like they're lying to me at some point, but... I don't know. I they haven't fallen out of my mouth yet, so I guess I'll just keep using the same toothpaste until something bad happens to my mouth, and like I'll just blame it on them. Do you feel like it's like ninety percent care, and they're just bullshitting with that other ten percent? I I don't know. I like who 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 really cares about how white your teeth are? I don't I, like that's. I I feel like that's such a non important thing. Like unless your teeth are like rotting and like turning different shades of gray and stuff like right. i don't think like having white teeth is like that important well if you want to talk about it you could talk about uh that to the the uh the person that is um that you were talking about before uh that that talks about friends episodes because there was that episode where ross got those super white teeth maybe he could shed <laughs> some light on the subject i'll i'll ask him tomorrow when i go into work Please do, and, and I, I await your speedy response, sir. You know, so when I was a kid, I had Crest, and I was like, that pasty fucking minty Crest. I didn't like that. My mom was not, she wasn't, she wasn't up on it. It was my grandparents that they're like, I know what you want. You want that close-up. It was because it was colored, came out like red, and it tasted good. It was like eating candy. Oh, close-up for fresh breath. It was, it was amazing. But we have to move forward. <clears throat> I have to ask you this, sir. Um, I don't know how you uh, how, how you are on the road. I know myself. Uh, you know, uh, any anywhere from eighty to ninety miles an hour is an average on the one hundred and one and the seventeen out here in the Sonoran Desert. So the question is for you: What song do you have on in the car when you're going at least eighty-five or more miles per hour? Probably like James Taylor. Really. Like a little fire and rain, or what are we talking about? Um, he did this live album with um, Harold King, 
right. and it's like the exact amount of time that it takes to get from my apartment to Atlantic City where my mom is. Right. So anytime I have to drive uh, on the Atlantic City Expressway down to Atlantic City, I just put that album on or um, uh, Queens of the Stone Age Songs for the Deaf. Sure. Um, and they, they're, they're, it's just like the right amount of time. So by the time the album's done, I'm at my mom's. <laughs> It's perfect. You know, I I, uh, I I subscribe to The Vault, which is from Third Man Records, and they have some good releases. But you know what? It's weird when they send me something that tells me what's coming. Like, I don't want to see it. I just want to be surprised when it comes in the mail. And there was a time when I got a Carol King LP with a DVD and all that. And it was a show... I think maybe it was like in Central Park or something from back in the 70s. But I got to tell you, like, I didn't know. I didn't know I needed it. I didn't know I wanted it until I heard it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so good. And it was such a welcome surprise. I I, I absolutely love it. So I, I get where you're coming from with this uh, Taylor King uh, extravaganza here. Yeah, I I mean, we have such weird tastes as a band. Um, like, Kyle listens to a lot of new stuff. Like, he, I don't know, he just ingests music because he's a drummer. He kind of just likes listening to the beats and the rhythms. It's like he breaks down music one way. I break down music um, a different way. I kind of listen to the arrangements, like how the song's structured and the lyrics and things like that. Right. Um, Pete. Uh, he he kind of just listens to like jazz and stuff like just smooth jazz like he just sits there and plays <laughs> like these crazy like kind of like muzak like what you would hear in an elevator or something like that like maybe a little um, bony james or something yeah and ben is really the only person in our band that listens to metal but like he listens to like grindcore and like just like black metal like he just listens to stuff that would be it's like the complete antithesis of what we are where we're playing sort of slow he's listening to stuff where it's like you know three 350 beats per minute and we're usually <laughs> right around like 70. sir that is a lot of beats there's a yeah and, and the beat goes on nope no joke about that man so okay so i got a few just 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 a a slice of a few more questions here because you are from the uh, northeast and we're over here in Arizona, so I want to talk a little bit about this. <clears throat> what do you call a long deli sandwich? So most of South Jersey would say hoagie, especially where I'm living now. Right. But I grew I grew up in around Atlantic City, and we have a very well. It's not that famous anymore. Um, but there was White House subs in Atlantic City. Right. And sort of if you go along the coast of New Jersey, most people are going to call it subs. And the closer you get to Philly or to Trenton, most people are going to call them hoagies. Hmm. Interesting. No one uh, no one calling them a grinder, huh? I think that's uh I think that's like a Maryland thing or maybe a New York thing. But down down sure. this way it's it's either hoagie or, or sub. 
Fair enough. And it's also a very popular app for certain people that they, they really enjoy it. So maybe they'll get a sub and, uh, and go on the app as well. Uh, what do you call sprinkles for cake or ice cream? Again, sort of like the subs, like if you, I think if you're on along the coast of New Jersey, you can just say sprinkles. And then the further in you go, the more likely you're going to hear people say jimmies. Yes, dude, you know. Thank you. Thumbs up for that one, man. Brother, I, I that's a new one on me. I had no idea. I have never heard of that. And it's jimmies. All right. Fair enough. Okay. And finally, sir, so there's a slang term, and uh, I'm curious if you know what it is. What is a shooby? A shooby is somebody, like, the way it was explained to me, or the origins of it, is like people from New York and Philly would come down for the day, and they would bring their food in a shoebox. So we would just call them shoobies. Um, but, I mean, I've heard that some people say they call them shoebies because they wear socks with their sandals. Like, there's there's a few different things, but it's it's just people who come into, like, Atlantic City or Cape May or, you know, um, like, any, any of the coastal areas on New right. Jersey that are from, like, New York, Philly, or, uh, you know, inland New Jersey where they're sort of just down for the day or weekend and you're just clogging up the roads because everybody's, you know, we're, we're turning a 3,000 population town into, you know, 20,000 for a weekend. Ah, it sounds like the Super Bowl that was just out here. Yeah, indeed, yeah. man. Well, dude, you got 100% on that. You passed uh, every everything. It absolutely crushed. You are definitely Northeast without question. Uh, th Mo, I want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Now, before we go, could you please tell everybody where they can find everything, Troll Teeth, and where they can buy your stuff? So all of our albums, we sell on our own Bandcamp, as well as our merch, like shirts, CDs, posters, etc. All of our albums and our EPs are on Electric Talents. Uh, Bandcamp, so electric or no, I think it's just talonrecords.bandcamp.com. Um, so if you're looking to get the EPs, you go to the label site, um, as well as the albums and stuff. But if you're trying to get our individual merch, you go to our site. Um, because I, I try to help our label out as best I can. I know we're not a big band, but we do have some loyal people who buy like all of our albums. Uh, and all of our music so I try to get I try to divide it up so the EPs and stuff will always be like label exclusives so we can try and help them out absolutely uh, you know anything to further the scene my friend finally um, is there something that you're currently watching on TV you got a binge television movie anything I just so Hulu was weird um, with okay. how they did the Killing Eve seasons so I think think i've seen the first three seasons of killing eve and the fourth season got released like a year and a half ago or something mm. um so i'm trying to binge from the start killing eve to get my way through the entirety of the show because sandra O oh and i think jody comer comir whatever her name is they're just awesome actresses and they they like it's just <laughs> a killer show literally and metaphorically 
I'm typing it up right now, and I have not heard of this. Give me a little taste. Talk to me about it. What, what, what do we got? What are we talking about with this? It show? is, I guess the easiest synopsis would be a, a British um, special agent, FBI, whatever you want to call it, has to um, hunt down this uh, assassin. Um, and through them messing with each other, they sort of develop this weird relationship uh it's sort of like if tom and jerry became best friends i guess <laughs> um but jerry is also an international assassin oh man that is a good pull my brother because we got like where are we at here where was it 8.1 on imdb so that is a solid solid pick my friend i appreciate that thank you no problem all right you heard it it's mo troll teeth jersey philly hoagies no grinders. Mm-hmm. That's right. Shoebies are, shoebies are around. And if you're a shoebie, head over to one of those shows. Thanks so much, Mo. We'll take care. And uh, maybe when you, when you get the next one, we'll come back on and we'll talk about it. Thank you. Thanks, brother. Thank you so much, Mo, for joining us on the podcast. And now we're going to hear the fourth track off of Troll Teeth Underground, Volume 1. This is Garden of Pillars.
thank you for hanging out towards the end. It's Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much to Ian from No Masters Audio. He does all things sound for the Doom Tomb. Hit him up at No Masters Audio. The link is in the show notes. Now, if you want to hear more music like this, you want to hang out on a Sunday, please do so. 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Each and every Sunday, it's the Doom Tomb on CraniumRadio.com. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll do this again soon. Until that next time, meantime, and in between time, take care of yourselves, get out to those shows, and above all, keep it heavy. Heavy.